Name someone in your life that doesn't care about lowering their stress levels. We'll wait. That's what we thought. Everyone wants less stress. Well, a great place to start is with cortisol, the stress hormone that simmers in the background and over time hinders your overall health. Our episode on quick ways to lower cortisol almost instantly has been our most downloaded episode ever since 2022. So this week, we're bringing you seven supplements to help you lower cortisol because sometimes taking a pill is just easier. As always with our podcast, each one is science-backed. Let's dive in. Today's topic is one I, I know we're both really excited about today's topic. But what I find so interesting is that we didn't ever expect the topic of cortisol in general to be so popular with our listeners. In fact, I actually am kind of surprised, and hopefully we don't lose listeners when I say this, I'm kind of surprised that our listeners actually know what cortisol is so much that they listen to our podcast episode about lowering cortisol from last season or even the season before. It was spring uh, I think May of 2022 when we released the cortisol episode and when I say it is our most downloaded episode ever by far I mean and I looked at our second most downloaded episode and it's um, cortisol is double the second most downloaded episode and this is one we we kind of did on a spur of a moment we didn't really have a lot of other ideas for that day we saw an article and we're like let's do this seven ways to lower cortisol almost instantly. And we just kind of did it. And then what do you know? Yeah. It hit a nerve, I guess. It did. We're stressed. It did. We're all stressed. (laughs) I mean, I always want to lower my cortisol, but I don't always think about it, especially in that context. (laughs) Yeah. So in that, in the most downloaded episode, we gave you some quick lifestyle things that can pretty instantaneously lower your cortisol and stress levels that you could do. Well, maybe you don't have enough energy to do those. Yeah. (laughs) You don't feel like doing them and you just want to pop a pill. Yeah. Today we're talking about supplements that can lower your cortisol levels and your stress. So, And we're going to cover a few that I had heard of but I'd never looked into before. So we're going to cover some new, you know, I feel like in a lot of our episodes – We make some recommendations and we're like vitamin D again. You you know, we're kind of repeating some of the same key Mm -hmm. nutrients. This has some new ones. And then we're also going to give you some specific like proprietary blends Mm -hmm. that are targeted, that have a combination of compounds or nutrients in them to target cortisol. Yes, because who does not like a one pill fits all? <laughs> right, bring it on. And one of these I've actually taken, and I yes. really liked it. Yes. I don't know why I'm not still taking it. <laughs> Pretty sure that after this episode, both of us are going to be taking it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pretty sure. So, the first supplement to lower cortisol is something called rhodiola. We've talked a little bit about rhodiola before. Not much. It's an adaptogen. Not a lot. Yeah, it's, it, I was going to say, it's like, so it has some other names, like golden root is one that I'm familiar with. Some other ones that you uh, put in the notes here, Carolyn, are Arctic Root, Rose Root, King's Crown. So they definitely – I think a lot of the adaptogens also go go by different names. So um, depending on where you 
look for adaptogens, maybe you'll see see these other names. But and as a reminder, and adaptogens are correct me if I'm wrong, Briley, plant compounds that are designed to alleviate the stress response or regulate the stress response. Yes. Ashwagandha, which is another top downloaded episode, did a whole episode on ashwagandha and it is an adaptogen. Yes. And we were pretty impressed by it. Yeah, yes, we were very, very impressed by it. But yes, adaptogens are those like you're seeing them a lot as like add-ins to um, other yes. like either foods or beverages or I mean, heck, I think you can even get them added to, like, smoothies sometimes at smoothie shops. So most of what we know about rhodiola kind of stems from a 2019 study that was kind of, I guess, groundbreaking in the rhodiola world. (laughs) But they took 60 people, 60 adults, who were, they identified as suffering from fatigue syndrome, which basically the letter said was basically burnout. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they divided them into two groups. One got rhodiola in a pill form, uh, about 600 milligrams per day. The other just got a placebo. And they looked at the effects that the ones getting the rhodiola um, extract may have on quality of life, fatigue, burnout, depression, intention, and cortisol response to stress. And they did that on day one and then after day 28 and then I think they kept it going for like 60 days but there was a significant improvement in fatigue symptoms and quality of life and depression and attention in both groups which is kind of interesting yeah the rhodiola group benefited more benefited more than the placebo when it came to fatigue symptoms and attention but the big thing is that group also demonstrated a significantly reduced response to mild stressors. So it did significantly reduced cortisol output as a result of encountering little stressors yes. in your daily life. Yes. So I just realized that for, for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with cortisol, maybe we should just give them a little, a little quick refresher or primer. Oh, yeah. It just dawned on me, isn't it? Like, I'm like, oh, clearly a lot of our listeners know what cortisol is because they like that episode so much. But what if you don't know what cortisol is? And we're just assuming they listened to the first cortisol episode. But if you haven't, we'll link that in the show notes. But give us a little quick background on cortisol. Oh, I was going to defer to you because you do Nutrition 101 so much. But sure, (laughs) I'll jump in here and then I'll make you jump in here after me. So cortisol is a stress hormone. It's a it's a response to stress in our bodies. And the thing about cortisol is that sometimes it's a good thing, right? Like short-term stress, you know, stressors, yes. But it's when cortisol stays elevated for a long period of time. It's just like chronic inflammation, right? It's the short-term is fine. The long-term is not. Well, actually, um, elevated cortisol over a period of time increases inflammation. Oh, and it all comes you back to up, inflammation. You brought up, you said the I word. I said the I word. I like how we're now calling it the I word. Um, so anyway, the it's when your cortisol, when your stress level stays up consistently. Now here's the thing, and like Carolyn, you can, sorry, when it stays up, that's when it's problematic. And here's the thing, and Carolyn, you can attest to this, is that you may not necessarily know that your cortisol level, aka your stress, is just like burning in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I'm sure I've experienced it, but we know that you have experienced yeah. it. Um, 
and I say I'm sure that I have because I don't feel like I have an accurate way to like measure it, but I've definitely gone through life events where I'm pretty sure that my cortisol was just like elevated and consistent. Um, but when it does, like you said, it, it raises elevation, uh, inflammation, forgive me. Um, can usually raise blood pressure. It usually, cortisol is designed to help you out in short term by increasing the glucose in your bloodstream so that you have energy to like run away from the bear. Yeah. But when you, when that cortisol sticks around, then a lot of times it can make it easier to gain weight, particularly in the middle section, which is why a lot of women associate cortisol with weight gain. Yes. Yeah. So. That's the primer on yeah. cortisol. So, yeah, and so once you have extended stress and ex- you've had extended elevated cortisol levels, you can start to have some dysfunction in a lot of areas, but with the cortisol as well or just the stress, your body's stress regulation response. Yes. And so, yeah, all of what we're going to talk about today are either going to – they're primarily going to work by helping the body regulate that stress response so you – secrete less cortisol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the part about not recovering from stressful events is really key too. Yeah. It's often overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we've covered that. We've talked about rhodiola and why it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, one thing that I found that I did think was interesting though with rhodiola. So they found that it lowered um, cortisol response and this has since been demonstrated in other um, studies, but they found that rhodiola um, increases mental performance, particularly the ability to concentrate. Um, and they treated that as like an anti-fatigue um, effect. And it was the decrease in cortisol that they credited for the increase in mental performance and attention. It's fantastic. Which I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of people are probably thinking lower cortisol because of the weight connection, but lower cortisol to like pay attention better. Yeah. And get more work done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, here for that. Let's be efficient. Yeah. I'm all about efficiency. Yeah. So are there any side effects or risks to no. rhodiola? And, and so the National Institutes of Health has a website on complementary medicine, which you can find some information on a lot of your your herbs, your botanicals. Um, but they actually said there are little to no side effects, that it's been used safely in studies that have lasted 6 to 12 weeks. Um, they said possible side effects include dizziness and either dry mouth or excessive saliva production. Um, but... You really had to kind of search for those. Um, so I feel like they kind of just need to throw in some negative. But I didn't really feel like they had much to say negative. Yeah, and that, I feel like that's not a big deal, like dry mouth or... Yeah. I'm, I feel like dizziness, honestly, is a side effect with pretty much anything that you could take. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a listed, side like, effect side from effect. fatigue, yeah. <laughs> Good point. I mean, we've already got it, you know? Um, they said they don't know if it's safe during pregnancy or while breastfeeding. And the dosage seems to be, based on research, seems to be about 400 to 600 milligrams per day. And you could take that in a single dose or you can spread that out. So, rhodiola. And I have, no- I have noticed that I'm starting to see it in a lot more things. 
it started popping mm-hmm. up in products or just as an additive and vitamin blends. Um, I feel like maybe two, two years ago. I've been seeing more of it. I think for sure when the when the whole thing when the whole um, uh, I want to say genre, but when industry of adaptogens really like came back onto the scene. So here's the thing about adaptogens is that they've been around forever. They're Eastern yeah. medicine. You know, they are they're not new, but their popularity has. Right you know, grown or come, you know, come back. I can probably thank the pandemic for that. So true. So true. Um, Rhodiola, correct me if I'm wrong. Most of what I've seen is that it comes in a pill, not in like a, a tincture. Yes. But you it, can get it in a tincture. Okay. Um, but yeah, most of what I read, it seems to be easiest from a pill. In a pill form. See, and I ask these questions because you know how much I love mm-hmm. a tincture and how much I hate a pill. You do love a good tincture. I really do. I mean, let me tell you, with this cold that you can hear me having, I mean, I have been dropping vitamin D onto my tongue, like just straight up. Um, anyway, okay. um, we will, for all of these, yes. we will make some recommendations in our full script account if yes. anybody wants to just go straight to one source. Yeah. And our full script account link is um, in our show notes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we will list all of these. So the second one is one that we have talked about before, and that's ashwagandha. Yes. We, we did a whole episode on ashwagandha, actually. Yes. If you want to go listen to to it and in fact we recommended that as one of the supplements a couple years ago that everybody should be adding to their yeah what was it regimen. the supplement you need for 2022 i think is that's that? i think that and was what we it said it was it's our second most popular which mm-hmm. says something about stress in our lives oh yeah 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 for sure um but yeah we were kind of we had never looked into ashwagandha much before that and we were blown away oh yeah this one has some I feel like ashwagandha has more studies than I expected, mm-hmm. um, and they've been researching it. Like again, it's Eastern medicine, so I'm sure they've been "quote unquote" researching it for years, decades, um, centuries, even. But I mean, some of the studies that we looked at went back to like 2014 ish, mm-hmm. even earlier. Well, I think I even saw I some like those notes in there because I just saw there was a big 2014 study, <laughs> double blind, placebo controlled. But the subjects, I mean, the um, the results were so impressive. So I'm not going to give the details of that study, but basically the people who took the ashwagandha saw a 70, I'm a 76 per reduction in anxiety, a 64 percent reduction um, in stress, and a 28 reduction in cortisol. Um, now, fast forward, there are more studies like this, um, but specifically looking at cortisol, there was a 2019 study. Um, they gave 30 subjects 240 milligrams of ashwagandha, which is on the lower side. Um, we'll tell you what dosage is in a second. But they found that anxiety significantly decreased in morning cortisol levels were lower in the ashwagandha group. Now, that's important, I think. So your cortisol is typically lowest in the morning, and it's going to naturally rise some in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's just 
even if you're not stressed, it's going to naturally do that with your circadian rhythm. So I think the thinking is if it starts out even lower in the morning, maybe it won't go as high in the afternoon. Mm. Um, But the other two things that they found increased were DHEA levels um, and testosterone levels. Mm. Yeah, and testosterone levels yeah, we testosterone just talked is about. So surprising That's not a to bad me. thing. If y'all haven't listened to the testosterone episode, go listen to it. It's a good thing, and um, a lot of women are affected by low levels. But DHEA is in, um, is important because higher levels of it are associated <coughs> with lower cl- lower cholesterol, lower cortisol through other mechanisms. Got it. So you may kind of be getting a double. Not double dip, what not, am I trying to say? But yeah, a, a, a double benefit. I was going to say yeah. double whammy, but ashwagandha a, a reduces cortisol and increases DHEA. DHEA may further then lower cortisol. That's fantastic. I know. So, in some of the studies about ashwagandha, um, well, first let's talk about risks. I was going to talk about dosage, but maybe we should talk about if there are any risks that you think are important to, to you know, highlight here I, with ashwagandha. We did not find many, when, and we covered our ashwagandha episode. I think with anything, any supplement you take, some people's bodies cannot react well to it. I did see, you know, avoid during pregnancy and breastfeeding, and then I saw something about maybe if you're about to have surgery stop taking it. I have seen it, um, that it could potentially be good for autoimmune conditions, but then like the NIH site said, you know, had, you may want to avoid if you have autoimmune Mm. issues. So, but my general sense from what our first reporting of ashwagandha is that it seemed to be pretty low risk. Yeah. Like there was, if you're interested, there was no real reason not to take it. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, it's another one that has been used for so long. Yeah. Yeah. As like years. a yeah, as a complementary type therapy. Yeah. So I think it's got it's it's generally pretty safe. Yeah. Dosage was interesting because when we looked at the studies, the dosage there were some wide ranges. Like mm-hmm. I saw one that was a very high amount, which I'm sure is not fun to try and to try and take. And then others were lower lower amounts. Um but generally what we saw was 600 milligrams a day. That that was the amount that was repeated in multiple studies. Yeah. Um, and often broken up into some in the morning and some at night. So 300 yeah. milligrams in the morning, 300 milligrams at night. The other thing I remember from ashwagandha is that it is one of those where you need to be consistent in taking it to really yeah. reap the benefits of it. So it's not like just take it today and then take it next week. And if I remember generally – benefits hit their full potential around 60 days. I think that was my only problem with ashwagandha is I'm bad about being consistent. And I was yeah. like, I don't know if I can take this every day for 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. To to build it up in your system, keep yeah. it in your system, etc. Yeah. So, um, but again, it has great great benefits. Um, just like rhodiola does and I really feel like rhodiola and ashwagandha are two Pretty, pretty effective compounds that have pretty low risk. Yeah, I totally agree. If you feel like finding high quality supplements and natural healthcare products is like looking for a needle in a haystack, we've got the solution for you. 
Introducing Fullscript, a leading online platform that allows healthcare professionals like us to offer you a vast selection of professional-grade supplements from trusted brands. With Fullscript, you can easily browse and order all your supplements in one place. I first discovered Fullscript when a healthcare practitioner recommended dietary supplements for my daughter. I was amazed at the quality of brands that I had access to on Fullscript, and I loved that I could get supplements for the entire family all on one site. The 20% discount didn't hurt either. Every product on Fullscript meets the highest quality standards. All undergo rigorous testing and are sourced from trusted manufacturers, ensuring safety and efficacy. Click on the Fullscript link in our show notes to get access to the Happy Eating Dispensary. Using this link will give you full access to all supplements available and gets you 20% off on every order. You'll also find recommendations for digestion, immunity, back to school, anti-aging, and women's health, as well as the supplements that Briarly and I order on a regular basis. Okay. All right. Number three, L-theanine. So L-theanine is a non-protein amino acid, um, which means it's a protein not found in foods. It's, uh, I mean, it's an amino acid not found in your protein foods. Typically, it's an amino acid that is not part of your muscles and the protein in your body. But it's found in green tea, and it has a range of health benefits, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, neuroprotective, anti-cancer, cardioprotective, immune regulatory, I mean, the list goes on. Um, So a lot of green tea's benefits that you hear about go back to L-theanine. Now, L-theanine is one that you are seeing being added to foods a lot Mm -hmm. and to energy drinks Mm -hmm. and to all kinds of stuff. That is one I feel like our listeners will recognize as something where they're like, wait a minute, I'm... I'm not seeing that necessarily in, like, a supplement so much as I'm seeing it in, like you said, like an energy drink or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So it appears to aid in reduction of stress and anxiety and to possibly improve sleep. So research is mixed as to whether these effects are due to a decrease in cortisol. Um, earlier research suggested that it does lower cortisol. Newer research isn't as clear. But what is consistent is that somehow it improves sleep quality, provides stress relief, and improves mental outlook. And cortisol's got to be in there yes. somewhere, even if the effect is indirect. Um, a small randomized control study found that stress was significantly reduced after subjects drank a drink that contained 200 milligrams of L-theanine. And three hours after they drank that drink, um, the cortisol levels were reduced. Mm, Nice. So what it kind of seemed to me with L-theanine more so than the other two we just talked about is that it may be more temporary. Like it may be short, more short-term acting. Which is um, nice yeah. to have, to know that like if you, that it has an acute effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say there's definitely something to it because I, I was researching, um, I was interviewed for an article on um, some of your energy and some of your new, quote, clean caffeine drinks mm. out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... They are adding it 
because, you know, your caffeine is going to have a stimulant effect. They added a lot of times because this has kind of counteracts that, you know, buzz, that edge, that sharp, you know, that you can get from really high doses of caffeine. Mm, yeah. So they're, you know, chilling you out while amping you up and between the two, hoping you find a good productive a good happy medium ground yeah. yeah so there's definitely something to it if they're using it in these high caffeine drinks but I just say that too because be careful because a lot of times you will find um things that have very high caffeine dosages along right. with L-theanine so you're saying like because if basically be careful where you're getting it Right. Because you might be getting it in something that has yeah. a bunch of caffeine, which is going to jack you up and not help you. Yeah. L-theanine isn't really the risk. I'm just talking about the high caffeine. Yeah, what it's paired with. Yeah, what it's paired with. Got it. Okay. Now, this is one where we don't really know much about a safe dosage. This is one of the less understood, the less researched um, compounds. And so a safe dosage really isn't known um and we really couldn't find much more beyond that to give you in that study i mentioned about the drink those drinks had 200 milligrams um you can do with that what you like you know but um we couldn't find a consistent or a safe amount to give people specifically for all theanine yeah so okay so those are the main three that we found. And then there are nutrients that play can play a key role, some more than others, in blunting the stress response, which is going to lower cortisol levels mm-hmm. or keep them from rising so significantly. Um, now, some of these, um, I don't feel like you would ne- necessarily take any one of these individually specifically to lower your cortisol yes but I do think a lot of these are good to take be taking anyway and I do think um it doesn't hurt to be getting these somehow yeah I mean they're ones that we talk about a lot but as a reminder I feel like it helps hopefully it helps listeners to remember that there's additional value in taking these yes so they are yeah. Um, so first one, shocker, vitamin D. Yes. Supplement, uh, supplementation of 2,000 IUs um, significantly reduced cortisol levels in a cardiovascular study examining kind of the connection between stress and heart disease risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2,000 is above the RDA. Um, it's below the upper limit, though, which is 4,000 a day. Um I take anywhere between 1,000 to 2,000 usually a day. Um, It appears it's in that safe range. Yeah. We know that I tend to high dose just a few times a week. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Similarly, omega-3s, higher um, levels of omega-3s are associated with lower inflammation and a blunted stress response. So kind of help regulate that stress response. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking omega-3s, they gave subjects 2,500 milligrams a day, which was maybe 
three to four pills, um, reduced cortisol by 19%. Now, what's important is these capsules of omega-3s they gained the, that they gave them, they were in 500 milligram capsules, and the majority was EPA and um, or DHA. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to get ones that aren't primarily EPA and DP, DHA. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a larger dosage of EPA and a smaller mm-hmm. dosage of DHA. But that, that combination of those two omega-3s is what is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so and what research kind of said overall is um, by lowering overall inflammation and lowering cortisol levels during stress, um, it kind of boosts your body's repair mechanisms coming off of stress or dealing with stress, which may slow the aging process and reduce depression risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we talk about omega-3s and vitamin D for mood all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you're already either taking them, great, you know it's helping with cortisol. And if you're not, then here's another reason why it's worth taking because we've already talked about how they both help with mood, but now cortisol. And then, of course, vitamin D also helps with immunity, which everybody really cares about this time of year as I sniff and cough my way (laughs) through this episode, Um, which then brings us to the last two nutrients, which also play a role in immunity. Magnesium and zinc. So, again, I don't think taking a supplement of magnesium or zinc by itself is like your solution to lowering cortisol. Yes. But. Totally agree. (laughs) Both of them have somewhat of a regulatory effect on the stress response. And when you are stressed, your body, your body is depleted of magnesium and zinc. It goes through it really quick. Also vitamin C. Um, But it depletes your magnesium and zinc stores. And so it, you tend to have higher need for magnesium, zinc, and zinc when you're stressed. Um, So it's certainly, you don't want to be deficient in these. It certainly doesn't help getting a little extra magnesium and zinc in your diet somehow um, just to replace those stores and make sure you have adequate so so they can play those regulatory roles in your body. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are thinking about zinc too when going into like cold and flu season um, because you tend to... We know that research shows if you add some zinc into your mm-hmm. routine, it can shorten the number of days that you are actually sick. Yeah. So go for it. Yeah. So those are kind of the main um, botanicals or nutrients that we found that really seem to have kind of the biggest bang on reducing mm-hmm. those cortisol levels. But again... Um, this is, we haven't done this before, but um, this may be the place or this may be where you want to use some kind of blend. Yeah. You found some great blends Yeah, when you were working on the outline for this episode, one of which you said you took. And, and what I think is so fascinating is like, you can just, there really is like a one, a one pill. I know, I know. My favorite one is the one I took. And again, I don't know why I'm not taking it. It is made by Pure Encapsulations. And again, we're going to link this. Um, It, um, which is a very reputable company. 
Uh, it's 30 party tested, but it's called Cortisol Calm. It's perfect. <laughs> and what it has in it, I, lo- I love this blend. It has vitamin D. Now, it, this can't be your sole source of vitamin D. It has about 400 I use, but it has vitamin D, ashwagandha, rhodiola. It has um, magnolia um, bark, magnolia extract, which that was another one that I saw floating around with ashwagandha and um, rhodiola. Uh, it, there just wasn't as much on it. Um, and then it has a little L-theanine in it. So I see why I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing too, so like for ashwagandha, um, just one capsule has 250 milligrams of ashwagandha. And then um, one capsule has 125 milligrams of rhodiola. So it's not too much of anything. It's I think not. I took more than one. I remember you did. I remember you took. I think, honestly, you were taking more than two a day because I remember you were telling me about it and you were like, oh, yeah, this is how many pills you have to take. And I was like, I'm not swallowing all of those. I Um, may have taken four. Y'all don't. No, that's what I think. I was going to say that. I think you were taking four a day, and not all in one shot, What was really key was taking two of them, like, early afternoon. Right, which is what's recommended for ashwagandha. That's naturally when your cortisol starts to rise. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like you I'm were taking two in the morning right now. Yeah, yeah. I think so. um, but Pure Encapsulations is a really great company, and that I think that is one of the things that you and I have not really talked about when we've talked about Fullscript. So one of the amazing things about Fullscript is that they uh, do a really fantastic job of only including brands within their um, within their store. That are really trusted, really trusted, tested, very well tested, etc. Pure Encapsulations happens to be a brand that we know. Um, they do a bunch of testing, um, and and they're basically so that they are offering you what their brand name says. You know, yeah. purity. Yeah. <clears throat> Just a note too. We're gonna link all these in our Pure Encapsulation storefront. Link will be in the show notes. Um, but you always get a twenty percent off. Um, 20% off anything you buy through that storefront of these supplements. And then you yes. can buy supplements that other than the ones that we suggest. Correct. So just a little plug there. But, okay, so that was Cortisol Calm by Pure uh, Encapsulations. Integrative Therapeutics is another very reputable company. Um, and they have something called, they have two products. These last two are both by them. One's called Cortisol Manager. <laughs> It contains um, a blend of ashwagandha, um, L-theanine, magnolia bark. I'm trying to read the fine print, and then something called phos. Oh gosh, phosphatidylserine. That was a compound that I found. Um, I just there wasn't much research on it, but it's another compound that there's less less is known about it, but it's thought to help in balancing cortisol. Barley, if you scroll down, I put a bigger picture. Oh, thank you. She, I'm trying to like shove. <laughs> She's the, trying to look at the fine print. The fine, fine print. So that's here. cortisol manager. Then the last one is also by Integrative Therapeutics. It is called HPA Adapt. Um, your um. HPA access is what 
kind of your stress response goes through in your body. I don't know. I don't want to get technical, but, um, but it, um, and this is a good option for anyone who wants to kind of really stay with those adaptogens Mm -hmm. in it. It's a blend of rhodiola, ashwagandha, eleuthero, which is another adaptogen, um, that's associated with, um, um, the stress response, holy basil, another adaptogen, and then maca, maca root. Did I say that right? I think so. So for people who want to do more all natural, this HPA adapt may be your better option. Mm -hmm. And that one has um, 400 milligrams of rhodiola and 300 milligrams of ashwagandha. Now it doesn't have L-theanine in it, um, just as an FYI. And the serving size for that amount is four capsules. That's a lot. It's a lot. So I I want listeners to do whatever listeners want to do, but it does come back to why Carolyn's favorite seems like a really fantastic choice. Cortisol calm. Yes. Um, Yes. And you can get 20% off. I think I will go order today. Occasionally they offer more greater discounts. Correct. You just never know. So... That is our take. I'm really, I don't usually steer people towards blends, but I think a blend in this case is really a good idea if you're taking it to specifically address the stress response and to lower cortisol. Yes, I I totally agree. I think it's the only other time we really talk about any blend is not really a blend when we talk about probiotic supplements is is another one, but that's not really a blend. but yes, it seems like in this case, especially since you need to be consistent with taking these on a daily basis, yeah, a, a blend is really going to be, if you are, especially if you are like me and you don't like swallowing a bunch of pills, a blend is going to be your friend. Yes. <clears throat> so just in time for the holidays. Exactly. Go buy some. Go buy some. Put them in your purse. Mm-hmm. Equip yourself. Yes. Try <laughs> it out. Um Anyway, this was fantastic, Carolyn. You did some killer, killer research. And hopefully this helps listeners with continuing to work on their cortisol levels. Yeah. So in the show notes, I'll also link that first cortisol episode we did. And I will link the ashwagandha episode as well. Because anybody is interested in a deep dive on those. Okay. All right. Till next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, 
to talk to a skilled trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.